Welcome to the HodgePodge Podcast. It is your host, as always, D. Hodge. But you guys already know that. And welcome to the 200th episode. I'd like to thank each and every one of you that are listening for this opportunity that I get to present you with a 200, special 200th episode. I'm also able this year to give you a Halloween episode. I'm also able to give you a Christmas episode this coming year. already got it recorded. So, this is going to be a two-parter. Um, you're going to see these go back, uh, go up back to back, because I don't want there to be any kind of break. I just want you to listen to it straightforward because they're kind of a, <clears throat> a continuation. But this one, part one, is just a bunch of slathered interviews. Um, not really interviews, just me and a, a few friends just chilling and hanging out. So, yeah, pretty cool to have 200 episodes and I'm very gracious that you downloaded this episode and you're listening to it and I'm very gracious that you allowed me to have 200 episodes and then let's have 200 more and I'm also gracious that you listen enough to allow me to have a production company and it's doing so well that you know we got a podcast on there and that one's doing well and we're trying to grow the production company by having more and more podcasts which we're currently working on we're in the middle of talks right now um I'm just very gracious. I'm very happy that I've gotten to episode 200. Very, very grateful. Um, But let's get all the business junk out of the way. If you like this podcast, go give a five-star review. Write a review. Uh, The reason I ask you to give us a five-star review is because it's not going to happen without you guys that are listening to give me a five-star review because it's going to grow the podcast and put it up higher on the charts. The worst position right now. We're very, very, very low, probably. <laughs> We're not that good of a podcast, but yeah, if you would do that, I'd be really grateful for that. Um, also, go follow me on Instagram at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. The podcast is at the Hodgepodge Podcast over on Instagram. Well, all the business junk's out of the way. Go listen to Big Shrimp Radio. Go give that a five star review as well and write a review. Um, we do a lot of collaborations, a lot of collaborations. We do a new thing called simulcast. We do buy a bunch of reviews. We do all that stuff. So now that all the business junk is out of the way, appreciate you guys listening in for the 200th episode. Let's go over right now to the actual episode. And again, I thank you guys very much, and I love you for downloading this podcast and making this podcast hit 200 episodes. Alright, this is the 200th episode. On the first call, I have my good friend, B-teamer, Robin. What's going on, Robin? Thank you for doing this for me. D-Hard! I'm so excited <laughs> for your 200th episode. Congratulations. Thank we you all very know much. that anything before 100 doesn't count. Uh, well, if you get the first one, I think the first one should count. But 2 through, two through 99 shouldn't really matter that much, I don't think. You, so once you got it out, the first one, you were like, okay, I can do this. No. <laughs> I still don't feel that. <laughs> I still don't feel that. Oh, okay. No. Well, I am. Life's all about making us uncomfortable. That's how we grow. Exactly. So. Uh, so what has the Polybone show been up to? I've honestly been so busy with disaster relief. Yeah. I have not heard of them. 
Man, Jesus. Uh, Can you believe that? I know. I've been reading V Team. How long has it been since you've listened to it before I could answer? Um, months. I mean, almost a year now. Oh, my God. I mean, when I came. When I came back from Hurricane Florence, right. um, I just—I was identifying myself with people that I heard on the radio, sure. and other people did not understand. Okay. And so through disaster relief, I have that same thing. I communicate with a lot of people electronically and through telecommunications, and I never meet them. Got you. Got you. So it's just really cool to know that you know people that you can't physically see, and that's the friends that we have with the B-Team. Right. Well, it's been a year. Uh, shoot, let me think. What has happened? I've listened to a couple things on and off. So, I know what? that Eddie, Eddie, what's the update on the baby? Uh, the, I don't know. There, there, there hasn't really DVD? been one. There hasn't really been one. DVD. Okay, Amy's dad moved into an apartment, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. You're up to date on that. That's all we know so far. Um, mm, you knew. Bar- was on Dancing with the Stars last yeah, night. That's what I was gonna right? ask. You knew that. Yeah. Um, jeez. Mm. I don't know. Oh, good- oh something about Lunchbox giving his baby a mullet. What is that? Ah, uh, that was today. Um. Oh, see, I scroll through Twitter and things. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I'm just like low-key not paying attention to Bobby, kind of <laughs> paying attention, you know. A big one is Raymundo is supposed to be um, proposing to his girlfriend here uh, sometime, <gasps> sometime after the yes. summer or before, something like that. So that's really, oh, that's really the only thing. I mean, you know, I cried the day that Amy put out there. She was like. Oh my gosh, Greg, you're going to be a dad, yada yada, and I hadn't listened to the episode yet, and so I, like, lost my, I I lost my stuff, because I was like, oh my god, Ray and Dad, like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, and then I realized it was a joke, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that, I'm not a joke, yeah, I, I, no, I, I understand, because what the thing was, like, she had frozen some eggs, or something like that, something had happened and he considered those his kids or something. Um, <laughs> hey, wait, what's about um, uh-huh. this general general auto... Uh, oh, the... Um, um, uh, what, what is the name? The, Dingle, the general. The remake. I, I don't know. You're supposed to... Oh, the general. They on online. Yeah, you supposed to remake the song and then whoever wins gets a chance to go see Bobby and Eddie meet them and fly them out stuff like that oh my god but that's you, a pretty cool prize pack thanks the general it's been a year I don't know if I've told you or if you've listened to it on the podcast but did you know I was working on Bobby's Wikipedia upon his request That's great. I'm still... Congratulations. I haven't done it in God months, but... But you're the man for the job. Right. Right. He'll, he'll come to me, I mean, once in a freaking blue moon. And it's usually me coming to him, and I don't want to... You know, I might come once every 
four or five months so because I don't want to be like oh here here blah 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 and, and you know I get blocked I don't want to be that kind of person but once every yeah, yeah. every once in a blue moon every once in a while he'd be like hey I need you to change this and that and I'm like okay and so I'll go and I'll change it <laughs> and I just send him a screenshot of confirmation that I that I changed it but well you know the thing about Bobby is that you're only as strong as your team that is surrounding you Right. And I've learned that a lot in disaster release. Like, uh -huh. people can, you know, be whoever they want to be on the radio or on TV every single day. But then when you really get to know them, do they have your back? And Bobby yeah. knows that who has his back, the V team. You right. know? So no matter how big he gets, like, that love is always there for the V team and mm -hmm. whoever wants to be the V team. So, so you... You're the man. Uh, well, I, I don't take compliments well, so I just say thanks and we'll leave off. Um, you perfect, Bobby. You were doing Hurricane Florence, you, or what was it? Hurricane uh, what? Okay, so last year Hurricane yeah. Florence. Yeah. Okay. Um, I went up there and worked um, with the search and rescue group. Right. I ended up working with one of the county commissioners, and we had a distribution center. You bring supplies in, and we put them out um, straight to the people. And so then from there, it grew to, um, I came, I moved down to Florida. I'm in Florida right. now. And it's beautiful. The sun is shining, but there's also lots of hurricanes here. So God's plan on them here, I guess. Um, yeah. So right now, I mean, all of the love is for the Bahamas, you know. Um, and now you're doing disaster relief? What do you, what 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 are yeah. you doing there? Are you just cleaning up, or are you putting people that, you know, that lost their homes? Are you putting them up in in different spaces? Okay, so there's a lot um, to my death disaster relief life that I'll just put in summary. Is that um, during Hurricane Harvey, I was a zero responder in my community, oh. and what that means is that you know it was flooding around me. So one of the first steps is like I remember Kurt Cobain. He he is like a rapper, an RV artist from Houston, and I saw people retweeting these addresses of places that needed rescue. Mm. And um, then I came across this group called the Cajun Navy okay. and hashtagging Cajun Navy. And so I started to like see what they were doing, learn about them, and so through this app called Zillow, I've gotten in communication with several of them, learned about them, and um, they do amazing work. And so what we're doing right now, um, as civilians, as normal people, um, honestly, their biggest need over there is fuel. And so with what I'm trying to do is to utilize my ultimate connection experiences Mm. to help when people come to me and they say I want to donate right. I'm able to give them several options you know well do you want to donate to fuel or do you want to donate to water purification right. because right now I'm working with 911waterfilter.com and that filter is awesome okay. um, I don't want to take over your whole podcast do you have any questions like I don't even know how to describe it. It's no. God's plan and His work. I'm building His kingdom here on earth. That's a great plan. <laughs> so, so you're not 
are you a volunteer or are you hired to do, to do this? Well, actually, right now, as of yet, I am not. Uh, I am neither. Okay. Because what does that mean? The Lord has just provided me provision, and so what it means is that I work for myself essentially, but I'm not paying myself. I'm a third party in conversation. So even though I have volunteered with organizations like the United Cajun Navy, uh. I am better served being a third party. So when donations are available, what I do with their permission is very, very fine line. With their permission, I will request supplies on their behalf. And then the supplies go straight from the warehouse straight to their donation location. And they're like, wow, where did this come from? So to do things like that, you just need a letter of affiliation from the organization that's just stating like you're loosely representing them and that you can request donations on their behalf. And I've found that the internet, like you know, very powerful place. Um, and so that's how we do things, is just helping communities you know, help themselves, because it's all about local people doing local things um, that make a big impact, and B-Team knows all about that. So how, and I don't want to get too personal, but how, since you're working for yourself and not getting, how are you surviving? Like, do you have a job on the side? Or, well, or, 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 or is it all savings? Uh, yeah, here's the thing, neither. Um, okay. And that's the best part about this story, is that people will ask me, or accuse me of getting some sort of money out of this. And I have just had provision. I mean, I stay with, uh, my mom is not well. She actually just went into the hospital today and she has pancreatitis, which she's gonna gonna be fine. Um, But you know, I'm needed around here and to help and support her. So it just was a good fit in our lives for me to come here. And other than that, I had worked at a brewery, Dirty Ore Beer Company. <laughs> and when I left for Hurricane Barry, um, they decided it was just best to, I don't know. They said it was a personality conflict. Um, but the manager was like getting, drinking too many of the beers. And then she decided that she didn't like me that much. So that's what happened there. I wish people had as big of a heart as you did, Robin, because there's a lot of people that need help, and there's not there's a lot of I can, I can say right now, there's somebody ten miles down the road that need that needs help, but I'm not the person that's going to go help. Does that make right. sense? Like I'm not being a jerk yeah. when I say that or being one, but it's like I'm probably not going to go help. And, and there's Here's not, the thing. and there's 99 percent of other people that's not going to go help too. But to see someone like you go do it for free, you know, you know, for this long, I mean, well, it means a lot to everybody. The Lord's work, you know. Yeah. And that's the only way I can tell people is that like I do this because I feel, you know, called to do it. And if that makes me a missionary, so be it. Um, you know, I've been called a, a lot of things, and missionary is on the good side so um, the, the thing about being a missionary is that usually people think of going other places sure you know but 
for me, it's just going to an extension of a home. Mm. Like, all these places, disaster makes a common feeling. You know, a feeling of, like, you know, and I've been there. During Hurricane Harvey, I've had a manic breakdown. But since then, I've gotten my proper medication. I have bipolar. And it's Uh, hell. Yeah. It's hell, dude. It, I, it, it is bad. My my dad and brother both suffer from it, and it's like li- literally you live in hell every day of your life if they're not on their medication. You know what I mean? Like one minute, yeah. one minute you're fine, the next minute you're having to walk on eggshells. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm blessed with mercy and grace <laughs> by the people around me, <laughs> but you know I do a very good job of holding myself accountable. You know, like, these, this is not your mood. You know, don't let outside influence influence your mood. Um, and my relationship with God has done a lot for me in that aspect. So, hooray for Jesus. <laughs> well, our, our, our time here is almost up. Um, do you have anything? All right, you, do you have anything you'd like to say at the uh, before we close this out? Follow your dreams, like D-Hodge, and... If it's not a podcast, great. It can be a painting or a dance or a jig, whatever it is that you do. You do you, right, Dion? Right. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you for having me on the 200th episode of The Hot Podcast. (laughs) Derek, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going, dude? It's going, man. I figured I'd get you on here for about 10 minutes. Just to do this. Yeah, man. Appreciate you taking your time out for me. Um, I know I know I'm a handful sometimes. Oh man, like anytime, anything I can do to help. <laughs> so I'm already recording. Um, so I just want to jump into it since we don't have long. Um, a lot has changed since last time we talked, man. You are now a married dude, married man, whatever you want to say. Yeah, man. Um, I married uh, my wife, Dara. Um, Back in May of last year, we've been married for over a year now. Uh, we actually been dating for uh, for over seven years, and uh, we uh, we just married last year. But yeah, life's great. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's great having a woman uh, who supports you, and uh, it stands behind you in music. And uh, she's great. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving loving being married. Seven years. What took you so long, dude? <laughs> I bet with the time right? you popped the question, she was finally like, "About time." No, she's not that kind of person. You oh, know, life okay. moves fast, and, uh, you know, it's just, well, you know, you do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, so that when the time was right and we felt like it was, uh, you know, the time was right, uh, we decided to go for it. So one of the bigger things that I saw in here, dude, is you're no longer Derek Norsworthy. You're the Derek Norsworthy band. What was, uh, why, 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 why did that change occur? Well, we're actually going to be, uh, well, that's actually going to be Derek Norsworthy. Uh, that was just something we were looking at, but we do okay. perform as a full band now. Uh, so our single did come out, you know, kind of branded that way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, I've been playing with the same guys for years now, and uh, and they deserve to have, you know, their spot, you know, in this thing. And uh, and I wanted to make sure that they were they were highlighted in that. And uh, you know, I got a lot of a lot of respect, a lot of gratitude for these guys, and, uh, and appreciation. Uh, and we were able to find a way to brand that out and uh, you know, to kind of keep the name uniform with you know, what everybody was familiar with. Um, but, 
mean, these guys are going to be, you know, a pivotal part of what I'm doing, and, uh, you know, they're going to be with me, you know, all the way. So when you say your band, are you talking about Daniel and anything, or, or, or the newer band, like like the newer, you got the, what do you got, trumpets and all that now? Were yeah, that- you know, but the, the original, the core five is the one that I'm referring to in the actual band. Okay. So what was the... You said you had like a 16-piece orchestra. What was that? Was that just for a recording, or what was that for? No, uh, we actually, you know, we had horns and stuff and everything to our new music, so we perform okay. live now. Uh, we actually perform, uh, you know, with a full-on, you know, 12-piece act, um, you know, the core five, but we add, you know, additional people to it. And uh, so that's our, you know, that's kind of our, our current setup there. Your new single, Beach Body. Um, I was lucky enough, and I appreciate it, for, I heard this, guy. how long ago was it, two years ago maybe, Derek, and um, one of my favorites, and I'm, and I'm glad that you finally got it out, so talk about this single real quick. Yeah, absolutely, uh, so we decided to drop Beachbody this summer, uh, it seemed like the perfect time for it, uh, we wanted to kind of introduce the new sound and let everybody know kind of what we've been, uh, what we've been cooking up. And, um, you know, so we decided to drop Beachbody, and we got great radio support from it. Uh, really got, you know, really got an overwhelming response with the changes and everything, and, you know, the addition of the, the horns, and, and then just kind of a fresh new sound that we, uh, you know, been exploring for a while. And, uh, yeah, so we're very, very excited to have Beachbody out there now, and uh, we're going to be putting out a new single uh, this fall, and uh, going to be releasing singles up until um, up until the uh, you know early part of next year, and then put out a record. So, are you going to put out a full album or another EP? Yep, we're going to put out a full album. So, do you know what the new song is going to be released this fall? Um, the new song is going to be uh, actually uh, it will be uh, "Neighbors Talking," which you also heard. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm a big fan of that one because I think it kind of fits the not not that Beachbody does it, but it kind of fits the theme that kind of the country music is going towards now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, daddy smoking pot out the bathroom window. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, w- when you release this new album coming next year, what is your goal behind the album? Is it to make it the best you can, or is it just to say, okay, we have this many songs out, we need to put this many on the album? Or is there a theme behind the album? No, I mean, uh, so what we're doing is record you know, new music, and, um, you know, what, is what we'll have is, uh, we just, there's, there's no general theme, uh, just introducing the new sound, the band and everything, and uh, we're, you know, just super excited, you know, to be putting out new music, and it, so there's no, no theme or anything like that, just a bunch of songs that we've been writing for a while. Obviously, you re-recorded Beachbody with the with the with the horn section. Did you re-record Neighbors Talking as well, or is it the the, the master that I've heard? Well, but yeah, I mean it's going to be totally different than uh, than what you heard. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, there's not a re-recording. Uh, we actually did a lot of these things. There was we used some of the stuff that we had. We added some stuff to it, um, and so it was uh, you know just that's that's kind of the route that we went with it. So can you take look, look for example? Let's take. You have a song with uh, Three Doors, The Circles, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, you've heard that no one else has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's just take that for example. Let's take that song and you take what you have recorded. Can you take that and just say, okay, guys, I want you to add 
a horn section to this and keep the same vocals and same guitar and all that to it and just add the trumpets and, and the, the, the horn section? Yeah, some of it, that's what we do. You know, oh, I mean, we okay. go back in and we, we, we call it overdubbing. We go back in and okay. we add tracks and that right. type of stuff. And uh, we had, you know, of course, we still had, you know, Rich Redman from Jason Aldean's band and right. a host of other players playing on that. So um, everything turned out, you know, good on that front. And um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of the route we took. Well, man, um, that's about all I got for you. Um, I do appreciate you doing this 200th thing for me. Um, you have anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Um, I think that's pretty much it, Bill. Hey, look, I'm glad that you're still working on your podcast and that you're at your 200th episode. Uh, that's incredible, and, and I'm very proud of you and, and glad to know you. Um, <laughs> you are, uh, you know, you're, you're a great guy. you got a lot of tenacity in what you do. Um, and you know you're you're functioning in a you know in a world of, of highlighting great people and great musicians and uh, I enjoy listening and I'm a fan and more so I'm a friend and I support you man. All the same, back to you man. Everything you said, I look up to you man. You you, you know you're a guy that I can come to for advice and I do appreciate that because because now that's kind of hard to do because people just want to get on just to do it. You know what I mean and just forget about it later. So yeah. But yeah, man, I appreciate you doing it, man. That's about all oh, the time man. we got. Thank you for what you're doing, and I appreciate you doing uh, We'll talk soon. Hello. Natalie, what's going on? You know, not much. I'm just chilling at home in uh, Spokane, Washington. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and doing this little quick chat for the uh, 200th episode. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So... I know it hasn't been long since you've been on here, so probably a lot hasn't changed, but what has changed since you've last done the podcast? Anything major, anything minor? Well, um, this is still a very recent development, and I'm, I'm still unsure of what's going to happen. Okay. Something fell in my lap uh, in the last week, I guess. Uh, my lap's not, actually. Okay. And it was during my shift, and um, these two guys kind of flagged me down as I was cleaning some tables, and mm. like, oh, come sit over here, and they got to talking to me, and they asked me if I was one of the singing servers, and I said yes, and they told me that they were casting directors, and they're looking for contestants for a karaoke game show, so I just said, why not, <laughs> I auditioned, and um, yeah, just waiting to see kind of where that takes me, what becomes of that. But that is probably the most exciting recent development in my life. Is this like a a new game show, or is it like a like a, like another season of something? I think it's new. Yeah, oh, okay, and okay. it's um it's filmed in London, I guess, and yeah, it's like a, a brand new show. Well. That's awesome. Um, if it, if it if even if you do make it, even if you don't make it, how awesome was it that you got asked to do it? Because that means that you're in the right business. Yeah, I just thought it was such a cool opportunity, and, and it was so spontaneous. And just thought it was I don't know. Just thought it was really cool that it happened from being at work. You know. Well, that was going to answer. You still are a uh, singing server, I assume. Um, 
because of that yeah. story. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't ask this last time, but how are you, are you going back to your home of Spokane, Washington, and then going, like, during, when you're off of work, or you, like, work different, like, do you work bi-weekly, or how does that work? Like, how are you back home in Washington when you have a job at, like, Nashville? How does that work? Right. Well, I don't visit home too often, and when I do, it's usually about a week, just because that's as much time as I can afford to be gone mm. from Nashville. Um, so when I'm here, when I'm in Spokane, it kind of feels like a vacation, like a break. Um, and, yeah, I'm only here for short periods of time. Um, yeah, and then otherwise, when I'm in Nashville, I'm, I'm just working my normal days right. at the restaurant so how did you did you fly home or did you drive home because that's cause I flew. You, you fl- mm-hmm. okay okay now are you yeah. accustomed to flying a lot like do you do you get nervous you know I I don't anymore I think okay. there was a period of time um so honestly I would say it's been a while since I got nervous on flights I think now I do it enough, and I, you know, I don't fly all the time, but I've done it enough now, at least having, you know, uh, gone to college that I don't get nervous anymore. Right. Um, I think if you get too in your head about it and you realize, like, oh, we're, you know, what an airplane actually is and, you know, how high up in the sky you are, like, if you actually think about it, it can freak you out, but I don't really get freaked out anymore. So... What would you do in the situation like you see you see all these people starting fights and anything like that? What well, what would your be what would your like normal reaction be like? Oh, I gotta get this on video, or are you the type of person that's gonna try to step in and break it up? Oh man, do, do you mean like in general, or or uh, okay. where but, would these fights be? On the plane. Let, let's say let's say okay. you're flying on the plane. You're in the sky. You're halfway to your destination. Some guy's mad because another guy stepped on his foot or whatever. I've never flew, so I don't know what happens. And they just get in this big fight. Are you going to pull out your phone and be like, oh, God, they're fighting? Or are you going to break it up or try to? Ooh. Um, I think if it were, if it were like two older, bigger guys, I would definitely not step in and, and not try to intervene. I might pull my phone out. I, I don't know. I, I think it, I would have to sense, you know, what I should be doing in that moment. Um, like, if it's safe to do that or if I should be doing that, I don't really know what I would do. 100% I'm pulling my phone out because if the more views I get on YouTube or whatever, the mm-hmm. better it'll be. And it's, it's, it's weird because I think a lot of people would do that. They'd just be like, I'm going to pull out my phone, I'm going to video this and 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 see you know see where social media takes this video yeah yeah well and you can certainly do that in today's world you know yeah i was gonna don't want to get i don't even want to get deep at all but because i figured i would make this about 10 10 15 minutes you know last one less than seven so i'm not really too keen on time but um but i do appreciate you taking your time out from home but do you do you think we went to the moon? Do you think we went to the moon? Yeah, do you think we went to the moon? Do you think they faked it? What do you think happened? Oh, I... Man, nobody's ever asked 
asked me this question before. Um, well, I, I mean, I've thing. never doubted it, I guess. You see, I was that way because school, you know, you know what I mean? School taught you that. Like, to me, it's like, well, what's two plus two? If you've never been to school before, you wouldn't know. But you, you automatically know it's four because you've been taught that and you've, you know, learned how to do it. But right. w- wouldn't you think if we went to the moon back in, what did we go, 67? something? I don't, I don't really know on the date. That with all the advancement we have in technology, we would be able to go maybe once or twice a year nowadays since we haven't been back. Right. That is an interesting thought <laughs> that I've never considered. <laughs> so how is um, Small Talk doing? Is it getting a big vibe from your shows? Um, well, I'm not playing out too much right now. I mean, mostly, mostly all of the singing that I do in front of, you know, a live right, is the audience is really just, yeah, at the restaurant. and um, But I am looking to do some more writers rounds and hopefully like open for people at their shows and etc but I've kind of had a lot on my plate um in the last like month two months or something but uh, yeah that's my goal is to get some rounds in the books who would be your your your, your dream uh maybe if this person was to come to you and say I want you to sing a song with me who would that person be that you would just be like, oh, if that person did it, then it would just, you know, I would freak out because you're such a big fan. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I think I kind of talked about him last time, but yeah. I, it would be an absolute dream if Jason Mraz yeah, asked that's me right. to that's do a right. song with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we jump off here, it's about our time. We're on about going on about nine minutes. What... Do you have anything else you would like to say or promote or anything before we get off here? Man, um, nothing, I guess, currently is out, but I would say to just be on the lookout for some music. I'm hoping, uh, you know, next year in maybe like the spring, that's my goal, or maybe... Um, early summer. That's my goal is to have uh, at least a single out by then and then uh, shortly following an EP. Well, that's tradition. You get, if you get anything out that you want me to promote, just send it my way and I will um, play it over the podcast and I will also, if you get a new EP out, I'll get you back on and we'll do another long informed chat about your EP. Yeah, I would really love to do that. All right, Natalie, I appreciate you doing this for me now. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me back on. This was an awesome opportunity, and it was awesome to meet you and hear about the podcast and be a part of it. Hey, Cole, what's going on, man? Hey, Dale, what's up, there? I'm sorry when I talked to you earlier. I didn't have any <laughs> service, but uh, I'm ready to roll if you are. Oh, man, it's cool. Um, Yeah, I just want to thank you real quick for... Um, taking 10 minutes out of your day just to do this man i know um i know i can be a pain in the butt sometimes but i do appreciate it oh no man no problem Is it anytime at all you need whatever dude i'm glad to do it glad to see how much your podcast is taking off and i'm glad to be a part of it man i appreciate it yeah um i was 
the goal wasn't to do this. The goal was to just have a regular episode, but I was like, 200 episodes, I need something big, so why not get some of my close friends on here and um, we'll just chit-chat about what's been going on in their life. Yeah, man, right on. That sounds good to me, buddy. So you were on, what, maybe a year and a half ago? Last time we talked was at the Ray Lynn concert. That was a while ago. Um, yeah, man, that was, that was. I think that may have been probably about two, maybe a little over two years ago. Yeah, that was a, that was a while ago. Um, yeah. Since then, a lot of stuff has changed for you, man. You now married. What's that like? Right, right. Yeah, man, I got I got married uh, June first of this 2019, so a few months ago, and uh, man, it's been a huge blessing. It's it's impacted me in every way, you know, especially music-wise. It makes me not sing and write uh, such sad songs anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's been a big blessing. She's an awesome girl, and, you know, I'm excited. To, and the, the biggest thing overall, that is just how much you support the music and all that stuff. That's the biggest thing is, you know, whoever your girlfriend, fiance, wife is, especially music, she's got to... She's got to be behind you 110%, or it makes it tough. And I got lucky enough to where she is, you know. Well, also, be glad that you've got her now instead of, let's just say, you know, five years down the road, you become this major star, and they don't want you for your money. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, absolutely. Because if that's what she's searching for, then she's a little too late on that, because there ain't nothing there. I'm saying, ain't got nothing. I ain't making nothing from this. May, may make a little cash here and there, but it's nothing to, you know, right. fully support. Right. Um, so, did was your life goal always, to, did you always want to get married? Or was you just like, I don't know, if it happens, it happens? Well, I mean, kind of both, but I mean, we both kind of knew from, you know, I, I know how extremely cliche that is, but I mean, we both kind of knew it. From the start, man, and it uh wound up being a, a huge blessing to both those best thing we ever did. And um I said we we ain't looked back since. It's been a while, you know, since we date started dating and all that, and it hasn't been too long since we got married, but you know, nothing's really changed, you know, it's only only gotten better, you know. Right. Um this past weekend, well, when we were recording this past weekend you did the uh songwriters festival. I was able to do that or go and interview a couple of years ago. I just I, I was invited back this year, but just I just didn't have time to make it out there. So, what was it like this year? Oh man, it was great. You know, actually, matter of fact, this is my first time. Okay. So I, I believe I believe the Songwriting Festival has been going on since 2010, and I think from 2012 to 2015, I played it every year. And then, man, the last four years, I just Every single time the festival comes around, I'm booked, so I haven't been able to do it. Right. But this is my first time in four years. I got to go back and play it. Man, it was it was awesome. It was like you know getting to getting to see your old friends again because that's what it is. That's the coolest thing about the Mississippi Songwriting Festival is we all know each other. You know, there's new people that come along every yep. year, and everybody's always got open arms and everybody's welcoming. But it, it was great, man. It was. <clears throat> it's always good to be able to sit down in a you know an intimate environment and play just play you and a guitar and play songs you've written songs you've never gotten to do in front of people before so i mean it's it's always a good deal man then not to mention getting to watch some of the most talented people around you know the yeah. michigan gold coast all around is just it, it's amazing 
how how many talented people there are from around singers and songwriters and musicians and man I, I look forward to it every year and I hope from from here on out I get to make it every year but I, I'm I'm really bad about not thinking about my dates when it comes to booking stuff so. right I um I think it's cool as well because when I went there was a there. There's a lot of talented songwriters there, some that hasn't really made it yet, but there are some that's just like, holy crap, they wrote this song for for this major artist and it went wound up going, you know, six weeks at number one. So it was like a... Right, right. And it's like, they're coming, they're taking their time to come to our little small town, you know, Mississippi, to come here and, and just tell their story. And I, th- I, think, that, I think that's something right. special. And that's, man, that, that, that's really the coolest part. There's guys like, like my idol. Yeah, yeah. My favorite songwriter, Tommy Barnes. Right. He comes and does it every year, man. He's written some of the biggest songs that's ever came through country music, and you'd never know it. He's just as humble and down to earth. And it was funny because, you know, of course, my wife's never gotten to go. This is her first time. Right. The whole ride goes in spring. You know, all talk goes, I can't wait for you to meet Tommy. Can't wait for you to meet Tommy. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they met each other. She fell in love with him. He loved her. It was just awesome. But, man, it's just, it's just those kind of guys that, like Tommy Barnes, in my eyes, is the epitome of what a singer-songwriter should be. That guy, every single ounce of everything he puts into his songs, he, he, he bleeds it whenever he sings it. And it's just, it's awesome getting to watch guys like that do their thing. And then especially like at the, the after parties and all that, whenever everybody's sitting around just passing the guitar around. And man, you get to hear these these awesome stories about how these songs came to be that sometimes they don't even talk about whenever they play them at the festival. You know, it's just more... Songwriters hanging out, shooting the crap, and right. you know, hey, I forgot about this song. Y'all check this out. This is this is why I wrote this. This is how I feel about this. And man, it's it's an awesome experience. And I I recommend anybody that's listening, anybody that has never been, be sure you go out. It's it's during the month of September every year. Be sure mm-hmm. to go out and check these people out because not only is it is it Nashville guys and LA guys and all this, but I mean it's local people that just. Are, Abundantly talented. I mean, it's, right. it's unbelievable. I really enjoy it. You know, one of the coolest things when I went like two two years ago, I, I think our, our mutual friend Derek took uh, took me out there on the road with him, um, put me up, yeah. put me up, and I was interviewing all these people. And one of the coolest guys got interviewed. I can't remember the guy's name, but he wrote the old Red song. Like I I knew it for Blake Shelton, but he was telling me the story of how. George Jones cut yeah, man, first. Mark Carroll. Mark Carroll. That's it. That's it. And he was telling me how George Jones had cut it, and Blake Shelton was wanting to cut it, but he hated the way Blake Shelton sounded in it. And like now, it's gone this big thing <laughs> that Blake Shelton's old red's ten times bigger than George Jones's, and it's just like oh yeah, old the, red. Not to mention that's like one of Blake. That yeah. may be Blake Shelton's first number one. Yeah. And I'm like, it's funny how it works, man. And you know, that's yeah. talking about that is. It's so crazy seeing, like, of course, like these guys sitting down playing it the way they wrote it, the way they sang yeah. it, and then whenever you hear it on the radio, you know, it's sometimes it's completely different, you know. Right. It's just like talk, speaking about Tommy Barnes. You know, he wrote he wrote a song called "When She Wakes Up and Finds Me Gone," and Tim McGraw cut it. Mm-hmm. Several other people, Trent Thompson just cut it. And it it's his newest single, and okay. it's it's similar but it's just not the way Tommy did it but it's just cool that whole that whole process and how that works and how producers and all that think and how it can always be manipulated sometimes manipulated for, for the better you know right really so, cool process though 
Yeah, and, and as a music nerd as big as I am, I think that's one of the coolest things that I've got to do with the podcast is take it out there. I'm hoping next year, I'm, I'm in talks with, but with with some people to come out there next year since I missed it this year. Um, yeah. But as we're going on a couple minutes, that's all the time we've got, man. Um, you got any new music coming soon? Are you working on any, or are you just trying to take a break? Man, I do. I've actually, I've been back and forth to Nashville. I've gotten to work okay. with some really, really amazing musicians like Brent Mason and some of those guys. We're uh, almost done with it. song that actually me and Derek, Derek Norris, whether our mutual friend we were talking about, we wrote it together, and it's called Like the Love Song. Okay. And uh, been back and forth working on it, and man, it's almost done, and I'm tickled to death. Can't wait to get it out, and can't wait for everybody to hear it. I'm ready for new music. Let me tell you what, man. I'm such a believer in you. I'm such a fan. You know it. Once you get it out, send it over to me, and I will play it on this podcast and, and do free advertisement and all that kind of stuff, like I do all the time. Yeah, man. You know I'll do it, brother. You know I'll do it. <laughs> all right, man. Dude, I appreciate you doing this for me, especially taking 10 minutes out of your time. I know I know you're busy. You're coming on from work. Uh, I do appreciate it, though. Man, no problem. Thank you for having me, brother. And I can't wait to continue to watch your podcast grow. If there's one guy that can and have all the success in the world is you, man. So I'm, I'm <laughs> rooting for you. I'm a huge fan of yours as well. Well, I appreciate that, man. You have a good one. All right, buddy. Have a good one. This podcast is brought to you by Hodgepodge Productions. Enjoy and frown this.